It feels wow. good to get told no over and over again sometimes. I'm not hearing it enough lately. You're awesome, and thank you for the projection. Top leaders. Meaningful conversation. Actionable advice. Bulldoze complacency. Ignite inspiration. Create impact. Produced by Southwestern Family of Companies. This is the Action Catalyst. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Coaching. Southwestern Coaching has helped over 12,000 people increase their incomes by over 25% on average. As a successful salesperson, you know the importance of increasing your sales. But sometimes you might just need a little extra push and accountability to meet your goals and grow your business. Southwestern Coaching will help you increase your income through one-on-one sales and leadership coaching tailored specifically to your needs. Together, we will elevate sales. Mark Cuban once said that you do not have a business until there is first a sale. Every business starts with sales. It revolves around sales. That is what we are talking about today. Specifically, though, we are talking about prospecting. And the guest that we have brought in is Dave Brown, in my opinion, the master in the world at prospecting. And he is definitely the the leading trainer, coach, consultant, speaker on helping salespeople and small business owners to overcome call reluctance. And so that's what we're going to tackle. It's his first time on the show. Dave, welcome to the show. Oh, I love it. It makes me feel so good. Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) First of all, let's talk about call reluctance. Can you sort of like define what call reluctance is? What does it look like and how does it show up? Twofold. So let's take it from the standard sales piece, because that's where most people would say that exists the most. And then we'll go at it, you know, on the personal side. But um, it's simple with salespeople. I mean, if, if you've been in sales for 15 minutes or 15 years, you you know what it is. It, it's that fear. It's that reluctance you have, that, that, that pause, that procrastination that comes up when you don't know what's on the other side of the door, when you don't know what's on the other side of the phone, when you don't know what's on the other side of the conversation. It literally paralyzes you. It's the biggest saboteur, you know, procrastination being call reluctance is the biggest limiting belief and concept that keeps salespeople away from hitting their goals, achieving their dreams, getting what they want to get out of their life and having a fulfilled life and in all areas and others. Uh, so let, let's talk about people now. Like let's actually talk about something like personal life. I mean, I got a really cool story coming from one of my contacts out here in Nashville, her call reluctance would be the conversations that she's going to have with her kids. She doesn't want to. I mean, just putting stuff off during the day that she knows she needs to get done, but she doesn't have like an optimal schedule, so to say, to put them in. And before that long, everything just keeps piling up in her life. So it's like, oh my God. And then she just throws her hands up in the air and relents to this stress and, you know, I never do anything right. Then that self-doubt crap creeps in that we all deal with. So it's everywhere. It's in every conversation. Whenever you don't have a conversation with somebody you're arguing with. I mean, come on. How much much has conflict come up in every one of our lives in relationship, business, personal? So what are some of the things that we can do in terms of overcoming this call reluctance? Focus on the rejection piece of it. I, I guess one thing that I loved was whenever I did get rejected in sales, and this has actually become something I've put into my life, focus on the nose as being a positive thing and like actually saying positive things about 
when you do get rejected, because that's what we're afraid of, right? That's why we don't want to have the conversation. That's why we don't want to, you know, make that move in our business. It's why we don't want to make that call. You know, for entrepreneurs and business owners, it's like, gosh, should I go down this road and put all my chips in, in here? It, it's it's just fear. It's coming back to that. But if you can learn how to, on the other side of it, you know, there there needs to be someone else there. That's one of the reasons why we're hesitating and actually doing it. If you could just make it a good thing and just learn how to say positive things about rejection. Thank you so much for putting me in that place to to house that negativity. They're not going to take that out on their family or their friends. They can give it to me because I'm strong enough to handle it, but you know the people around them may not be. So thank you so much for putting me in the way, being able to intersect that. So yeah, it's just stuff like that. And it's it goes to this day too. I get rejected all the time. You know, I was just sitting in a car dealership today and that was the car dealership that I was at was actually a referral from somebody that told me no. So you're, yeah. you're approaching somebody, they shut you down. So you're asking for referrals from people who tell you no. Absolutely. Gosh, I got to get something out of there, right? No. Yes, it was referrals. Ask anybody. All that is everybody, whether you get rejected or not, for someone else to talk to. So let's talk about referrals for a second. Is cold calling dead or what do you like? What do you think about that? Gosh, I mean, how else are you going to practice getting good at handling rejection, right? Is it dead? No, I don't think it is. And I don't think you should just, you know, promote your life to just be cold calling either. It's got to be both. And naturally, it's referrals are a whole lot more easy to work and more enjoyable, so to say. But there are massive, massive opportunities that are out there for us if we just reach out. And is it cold? Yeah, but I guarantee you you've served other people the same way that you want to serve this company that you're calling on. So it's not really that cold. If you just tell them how you worked with this person or this business or how you handled this situation and you pull that from your great experience and put that on the table as you're calling somebody coldly, quote unquote, that you don't have any momentum with or a name to use with or someone to infer you over to, um, you're, you're going to be fine. But you got to sprinkle a little bit of that. Those of you that are in the sales piece, sprinkle a little bit of it into your lives because it's not always going to fall in your lap. The, the big opportunities, the the massive accounts, if you just put a call into them once a month, if you just did it once a month and say you did it for five years, then you will have called on that company 60 times in five years. I promise you that is showing that person that you're calling on or that business you're calling on that you actually care about them. And if you're going to call 60 times, my gosh, what kind of work are they going to do for us if they're going to fight this hard for us? So it becomes warmer the more that you do it and the more comfortable you get. And it also conquers that giant right up front. So sprinkle a little bit of it in. Naturally, you all want to work referrals, but you got to do a little bit of it you're demonstrating how hard you are willing to work for that business. Even if they never talk to you, you're communicating that you're a hard worker and that you don't have fear and that you're willing to do whatever it takes. I appreciate you making me live out the important principles of persistence in our trade. It feels, <laughs> I'm literally saying this, I go, it feels good to get told no over and over again sometimes. I'm not hearing it enough lately. You're awesome and thank you for the projection. <laughs> Keep trying, don't stop. Now let's let's back up here a little bit and and talk about actually getting yourself to make that call. Are you scared? Are you worried about what they're going to say? All you're doing is you're just asking. All that I'm doing is just asking for their time. 
I'm just asking if I can come out and see them. I'm just asking for 15 minutes. Like, I love that that little piece in my mind got fried a long time ago when I was young about don't ask. We get so ingrained. Don't don't ask or or stop asking, you know? And it's like, I mean, think about your parents. They would, they would put this into us. We'd ask for that candy bar at the grocery store 30 times, right? Can I please have a candy bar this time? Can I please have a candy bar this time? And if you ask one more time, you're going to get in trouble. And it's like, yeah, sure. Do I not want my kids asking me for that candy bar over and over again in the store? But why not at least cultivate that that type of asking? Like, thank you so much for asking. It's not going to happen this time, but don't ever forget to keep asking. Because it's like, I've done some research on this and it blows me away why people say they don't want to ask for, for the stuff that they want in their life. And if you're in sales or if you're you know running a family or running a business, you have to ask for what you want or you're not going to get what you want in anything. And that's all sales is, just asking. So I'm just asking over and over again. If, if you don't do that, and the reason why people don't do that is they don't, they don't feel like they deserve what they want in their life. And it's ridiculous because they do. They do. And I know that's a tough word. And some people have a problem with, oh, I don't deserve anything. But it's like, ask. Ask for what you want. We're incredible. We're amazing beings that live in the best culture that has had the most opportunity ever in history. But you're going to limit yourself by not asking for what you can see and what you want. I mean, that's the only way this world was ever changed. So just, yeah, a lot there, man. A lot of big stuff there. Now, you mentioned kids. I think kids are... uh... Kids are the best. I mean, they're the best salespeople of all time. Pleasantly persistent. I mean, the kids are like, I mean, they're they're the masters. I mean, they're the masters at that. They, they just smile and keep coming back and keep asking. Now, what if somebody tells you no? Are you saying like, if they tell you no, you just keep asking that same person? Or are you saying just ask everybody until they finally tell you yes or no and then move on? Yeah, but then ask later. You know, always leave it open. Like ask, ask everybody everything until if they tell you no, that's okay. You're going to get referred back into them. Something's going to come up where your lives intersect again or something's going to go on and then you can just ask again later. Are you going to come with some baggage of them telling you no before? You know, sure. But I just say ask later, man. Whenever somebody tells me no, I'm not hearing a no. What I actually hear is them telling me, how can you be more creative? Dave, how can you be more creative? It's, it's not no, it's how you can you be more creative. And sure, some of you might be listening and going, oh God, I would hate it if you were calling on me or you know trying to get a hold of me. But really, like my heart's in the right place and we do a great thing. And so many of you on this phone that, that's listening to this, that are that is listening to this podcast, you do a great thing, but you don't give enough people an opportunity to participate in it. It's like you, you miss all of the shots you don't take. Why was Michael Jordan a phenomenal basketball player and do this and, and, and finish the game and have all these game-winning shots? It's not because it just naturally naturally came to him. He messed up a lot and he screwed up a lot and he asked a lot of people. He asked a lot of that basket. He asked a lot of his body by taking all those shots. So you just got to keep asking, just keep after it. And it's not a no, it's just how can you be more creative? Are there any other strategies you have for dealing with no other than maybe be more creative? I set goals on how many no's I can get in a certain amount of time. It's not a goal of yeses. It's how many no's can I get? And some of you probably heard this concept before of having like a no goal or something, but how many of you actually done it? It makes it fun. It makes it more interesting. So set a goal for yourself to get no's and you, then you get to be excited about it because you're achieving your goal whenever they come. And then prepare, man. It's so much easier to get no's when you have an abundance of people to call on. And the only way to have a lot of people to call on and a lot of conversations to have is actually prepare for it. If you're 
you're going to make calls, if you're going to go knock on some doors for, you know, four hours, three hours, you're probably going to need about 50 people on that list. And if you just keep going down the list and you're not letting, you, you just, all you're doing is just calling that list. That's all you're doing. You're just calling people and asking to meet with them. You're just calling people and ask, asking them to listen to you. When you have two or three people on that list, it's like, I'm sitting under the basket, to use the analogy of Michael Jordan, I'm sitting under the basket and just throwing the ball up at the rim, you know, very close to the rim. But if you've only got three names that you're trying to call on, you're trying to just everything in your business that that's all, man, they're going to be amazing. Then of course, you've got a scarcity mentality. Of course, it's like you're standing all the way at the other end of the court trying to throw the ball at the rim. Of course, you're not going to be successful. You could, you could get kind of lucky and catch that set person for that day. But have an abundance mentality. There is so much out there. I promise you, you, none of you that are listening have tapped into not I bet you not even five percent of your potential market for what you're doing in, in this in this great country mm-hmm. and in the world. My gosh, if you let scarcity in, it's all wrong. So abundance versus scarcity for sure. And then maybe set, making some fun, playing a game, having having a, a goal to get a certain amount of nose in a certain amount of time. I would say those would be some mental parts. So if somebody is listening right now and they know they need to be asking more but they're feeling fear. What is kind of the first thing that you would tell them to do or what action would you say, do this you know, do this immediately to, to sort of help them get over that hurdle? And that could be it's so much, could be fear there. There could be self-doubt. There could be disgust with their current situation. There could be so much there that's holding them back. So this is not a, a light thing. What I would say is let your legs or your hands or something else do the thinking. If you sit on the couch or if you sit at your desk and you're thinking about going and working out, you're probably not going to do it. You're probably going to end up, you know, doing dinner and then just watching the game or something afterwards. But if you actually physically go walk and get in the car and you drive to the front of the gym, your chances go, I, I don't know, I've never driven to the gym and then driven home and not actually gotten out of my car and gone into the gym. So realize that your mind, all it's doing is trying to keep you safe and keep you not stretching yourself and not doing anything out of the ordinary and just keeping you average. That's why the word average exists is because our mind wants to keep us there and it's constantly locking us down. So let your legs do the thinking. Those of you that are in sales, pick up the phone, dial the phone, and then just let things happen. Sure, you might end up hanging up before they pick up, but then I would say just dial it again. Don't let the your thinking dictate what you're doing. You need to act your way into healthy thinking. That's what I would say. Those conversations that you all are avoiding, first of all, they're they're not ruining your life, but they really are having having a berry on it. They, they I mean, it could be holding untapped potential in you that you don't even know exists. So I would say go to that person, like go to to, to your kid or, or your brother or your sister or friend that you haven't talked to in a long time or your parents that you've got stuff you're holding on to. Like go, go call them, actually leave a message on their voicemail. Don't let your mind dictate what the, the outcome's going to be. We don't know what the outcome is. I mean, come on, that's what makes great movies, right? That what makes great conversations. You have no idea what's coming. All you're going to predict is negative things. Our mind is only going to predict negative things. If you're like me, which maybe you are, maybe you're not, but that's all my mind does. So I've got to convince it otherwise with my actions. So I constantly am acting my way into healthier thinking and let my legs, let my hands do the thinking, letting, you know, just the world play out by actually doing it. That, that, that's what I would say, man. You're the epitome of a practitioner, of somebody who's actually doing this. Thanks for being here. Thank you. 
If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. And to stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and on Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. And thanks for listening.